0: Hello everyone, welcome to Arash's World. Today we have a special guest, we have Julie Fitzgerald. Welcome to Arash's World, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, thanks so much for having me.
0: Absolutely, so we usually start with this question, which is the toughest one, all the other ones are gonna be easier. How would you describe yourself briefly? What would you say?
1: That is a tough question, okay. It's very loaded. (laughs) Yes, Um, how would I describe myself? I would say for the most part, I'm a pretty joyful person, Um, definitely delving into the spiritual on a daily basis and always just kind of wondering, you know, where do I fit in today and what does God need me to be doing today? Um, Where can I serve people?
0: Okay, that's wonderful. And we want to talk about your book. Uh, So it's called Faith to Rise, A Journey to Joy and Centering. And so there are really I love the title. So especially here, Faith, Joy, Centering. Let's talk about it.
1: Yeah. So this book came about during the pandemic. Um, It actually started off as weekly radio devotionals. And I had the opportunity to write these and record them on our local radio station and the response was really amazing people at that time I mean there were no vaccines yet we were all kind of just not quite sure how things were going to pan out so it was a lot of um, worry fear anxiety was kind of ruling the day so I had the opportunity to just think about um, what topics could I put on the radio that would be an encouragement to people that would offer hope Um, and just, you know, encourage them along their path as we kind of navigated through COVID. And we did 13 to start, 13 weekly episodes, and the response was so great that we ended up doing another 13, and by the time we got to 52, I approached my publisher and said it would be really great if we could put these in a book. So that's where the book came from.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. That's very inspirational too, and giving, providing hope to people in, in difficult times. But I guess the, it, it, the pandemic was very extreme, but I think we can use it at any point of our lives. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that, these uh, messages that you're giving?
1: Absolutely. Every They're very short uh, devotionals, and each week um, connects scripture to our everyday life. Mm-hmm. So things that we're dealing with every day, it could be anxiety, it could be grief, fear, could be friendship, adventure. So these are all topics um, that we touch on. And it's definitely something that is meant to uh, have long legs, to last a while. I think it's something, what I've been hearing from readers is that they keep coming back to certain weeks that just resonated with them and it gave them peace um, and it just kind of encouraged them in whatever they were going through. So I think it's something people will keep coming back to.
0: Do you also have an audiobook of it because you did record the, your voice as well?
1: Well, it's interesting. We don't have the audiobook done yet. So we have 52 radio devotionals which are being played um, here in Ontario and also in West Virginia. A, a radio station there has picked them up. So we don't have the audiobook just yet, that is in the works. Um, but we do have YouTube segments of them right. so they're all filmed in video and they're on uh, a local church's website here in Uxbridge on their YouTube.
0: And it would be great for a weekly thing to get you know the week started and then for the whole year I mean the 52 52 yeah. weeks that's that's wonderful. Um, So writing you started off really early with writing is that correct?
1: Yes so writing is one of those things that I just always love to do and I was in, uh, I believe I was in grade four when I did my first literary guild and it was through the school and we all had to write short stories and my teacher said, oh yes, that story's going in the literary guild and I got to go to a group of area schools to read it and that kind of sparked my uh, love for writing because I realized, oh, this is something that I could actually be pretty good at.
0: Yes, same here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I just always came back to writing, and I did it in a personal way as well, always journaling. Um, whenever I was going through struggles, through my teenage years, when emotions are high and you just are trying to figure out who you are, I would always be in my room, writing in my journal, writing poetry, just trying to like deal with my feelings, mm-hmm. um, and it was just such an amazing outlet, And then after high school, I went to university for journalism at Ryerson University here in Toronto. And uh, I spent four years there getting my degree and it was just such an incredible opportunity to to learn from these people who are amazing journalists and are working in the industry. And since then I've been uh, freelance writing, I've authored a couple of books and I edit for other authors as well. So it's just really become a full fledged uh, business at this
0: point. Mm-hmm. For me, I started off early too when I was, I loved reading and then I, I thought to myself and it was a great one or two and I said, well, somebody's writing these books, maybe I could write as well and started writing my, my story. But for me, my uh, blogging experience was, was very helpful because I, I find it's like snapshots of my learning and where I'm at at a specific mo- moment and others can see it. So I, I think writing is a great tool for uh, connecting with oneself.
1: Absolutely. And a blog really is like a journal, right? That you're posting Mm -hmm. online. And so part of Faith to Rise, there's a journaling component to it. So after each devotional, there's writing prompts Mm -hmm. so that the reader can take the writing prompts and journal about it. There's actually a companion journal as well. So this is the book and then this is the companion journal with the writing prompts. Mm -hmm. So each week you can just kind of connect it to your own life and feelings that were brought up and, Um, just kind of go deeper, uh, further from the further into the devotional and the topic of that
0: week. Mm -hmm. And applying it and using it and digesting it and processing it. I think that's really important. It's not just, you know, you read it once and I have a book of quotes as well. But then like, you know, when you reflect on it, that's, that's where the um, connection happens, I think. And so for you, faith has been important as well. Was it from early on? Or um, how how would you say it?
1: No, so my faith journey started 12 years ago. Um, my husband and I were going through some pretty serious times here. We had two little two little guys, and uh, my husband actually overcame an alcohol addiction. And it was during that time that God kind of moved into our lives, and we just thought, wow, what's going on here? And he was released from his addiction um, through prayer and through an incredible miracle that happened, which I was very skeptical of. And I thought, what just what happened here? Because, you know, it had been many years that we had been dealing with it, trying to trying to help him and help him get healthy. Um, And God moved into that situation and he changed our lives. And from that moment on, I just was so hungry to know everything I could about this amazing God of ours who changes circumstances and removes addictions and provides us with hope And for 12 years, I've just been journeying down that road, um, just learning more, um, getting a very robust prayer life and uh, developing a church family around us, which has been huge as you go through life's obstacles of ups and downs. Um, So, yeah, the faith came 12 years ago and has just grown from there.
0: It's very interesting, just uh, about faith. It's kind of also like like confidence in a way. It's something that you are, you may be looking for, but you can't find it. And often you, it comes to you. And I've, I've had experiences like that too. And where it's like where, but you have to kind of set the stage for it to happen. So it's it's quite amazing. And I've heard uh, uh, stories like like yours that are just like fascinating. And I think it's in psychology and psychiatry, this is also something that's encouraged nowadays, which uh, I find very promising and important too, because what happens is when you do have faith uh, again in in, in another power in yourself, in your community, in your nation, and in all different parts of it, I think that can really um, make you feel happier, satisfied, and also hopeful and optimistic And I see that a lot of people do not have that connection and they're missing out. And we see it also in terms of uh, where you live. And i like to talk about the urban lifestyle and the country life. So when when we look in terms of community and connection and you've had experience of both, and uh, Mm -hmm. what is your insight on on that kind of difference between the two?
1: Um, Yeah, so I've definitely had both. I lived in Toronto for 10 years. Um, and I've now lived in Uxbridge for 12 years. I actually grew up in this town uh, where I'm living now. So I had the small country life, then I had the city life, and back to the country. And I think when I was living in urban Toronto, it was a very exciting time. It was very busy. We were always going from one thing to the next. Um, Life is so hurried, and you are going from Your house to your job to and you're on the streetcar taking transit subway systems um it's just a lot coming at you i think and so you don't really realize it because you're just going doing your day-to-day but it's a very hectic life and you tend to put up i tended to put up walls so Mm -hmm. if i was going from one place to the next on the subway i wasn't speaking to the person sitting beside me or i wasn't conversing with people because that sometimes got me into trouble because exactly
0: because when you do it you get it gets frowned upon and you just stop doing it because uh yeah yeah Yeah. so
1: you definitely I had walls up and I didn't realize they were there until we moved back to Uxbridge and I went out to do something the one day and I was walking with my head down going to wherever I was going because I was in my urban city mode And I hear Julie, Julie, and I look up, and it's a friend's mother. And it was a reminder to me like, no, you're back in your hometown. You need to look around, open yourself up, say good morning, say hello. Um, And it was just a very different um, feeling. And people wanted to talk like it was a slower pace. People were not in a rush. They wanted to say, hi, how are you? What have you been up to? That kind of thing. So that was. That's my experience. And I'm sure it's different for everybody, but mm-hmm. that's what I've found.
0: And, and we have more and more people on, on their phones. So we feel kind of already intimidated. It's kind of like a block. But in the past, we had newspapers and books. So it's like that that kind of always existed. But a, a lot of people do actually enjoy when you talk to them. And it's just, you know, they're kind of trying to protect themselves. But then when you open up, they open up as well. So I would encourage people to, to do that because that makes us also feel more connected and and happier as a rule
1: and I would think too in the city that's even more important because we're all so guarded Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and there's so much going on for somebody to say good morning and to give you a smile can really kind of change the start of your day so Mm -hmm. yeah I would say it's even more important in the city
0: and uh, you're also interested in food and so and pizza and uh, the, the good stuff of life so i want to talk a bit about that because i i i'm a huge fan of food and and coffee and wine those are my drugs of choice that uh, i will always uh, enjoy and so yeah well, let's talk about that a bit
1: yeah so i've had the opportunity over the years to write for a number of different uh, food publications and that has been a real uh, Eye opener and very enjoyable. So I've got to interview um, pizza makers from across Canada right. who compete on the world stage at these pizza expos that they hold in Las Vegas, and the passion that they have is so incredible. For the passion for creating, you know, the perfect dough and the mm-hmm. perfect pizza sauce and um, It really is exciting to speak to these people who are just, you know, living out their passion. They are passionate about pizza and they are living it out and they're making incredible pies all over the place. Um, And also baking. I've done a lot of writing for uh, Baker's Journal, which is a trade publication that goes to uh, bakers across Canada. And um, the pastry chefs and the chocolate makers, it's, it's just incredible the detail and the level of expertise that these people have in their industry. It's really eye-opening.
0: Yeah, and on a podcast on creativity, we talked about the fact that uh, um, uh, cooking and baking is a creative process. And so that it's, you are uh, adding your own touch to it and your own flavor and your own ingredients and the way you process it and prepare it. And then others can actually eat it, which is wonderful. I mean, uh, words of course are important for our soul, but for our body, I think the food, the creative aspect is also very important. And we often ignore that. Yeah.
1: Well, it's nourishing, right? Exactly. They're nourishing. They're nourishing
0: different ways. Yeah,
1: exactly. So words can nourish our soul and good food can nourish our soul and friendship can nourish our soul and, you know, our higher powers can nourish our souls. So I think it's important to just kind of look across the spectrum and see how you can feed all of these different things into your lives. And I think like I've been freelance writing as a journalist for 12 years now, And the biggest thing that I've taken away from it is that everybody has their unique gifts and talents. Everybody is passionate about something that is unique to them. And it's so important that we pursue those passions that are are ours alone, because nobody can do something quite like you can. Mm -hmm. So even as writers writers are not the same right everybody writes differently and nobody can write quite like you can or quite like I can and we all bring something different to the table and it's the same with you know pastry chefs and with uh With pizza makers and with horseback riders and with artists and it doesn't matter what it is even teachers. um, People who are great at encouraging others people who have compassionate hearts and can see needs that need to be met before the rest of us see them Um, i'm just so. I'm so enthralled by the unique giftings that people have, and I love writing stories to showcase that.
0: Yeah, but it, it takes uh, uh, an, an element of faith and confidence in oneself and and of risk taking, of uh, again, not pleasing everybody, because not everybody will like it, uh, uh, most likely. And so, I think a lot of us are cookie cutter, and we're just like in that that comfort zone, and you uh, kind of things that are commercial because you want to sell in terms of writing and creating products. And I think we have to step away from that. It's really like delving into what you're saying exactly, what makes you unique, because nobody is going to be like that. We are unique in our DNA. So we are also unique in our spirits, in our soul, and um, in in our way of thinking, of seeing things. But I think a lot of people are afraid of, of expressing that.
1: Yeah, I think we like to be safe. We like our Mm. comfort zone, right? Mm. So anything that pushes you out of your comfort zone is scary. And maybe we don't really want to go there, but it's so worthwhile doing it because you never know what's going to happen. And I would say Faith to Rise probably put me the furthest out of my comfort zone of anything that I've ever done before. Um, And it was because I was putting my faith on local radio these little pieces that I'd written um, and I didn't know how it would be received it wasn't a Christian radio station that it was going on this is the community that I live in so my boys play hockey and we're at the arena and we're at the school and you know just all over the community doing different things and um, our acquaintances don't necessarily know this side of me to these depths So putting that out on the radio was very scary and very out of my comfort zone. Um, But the response ended up being well worth it. And then a year later, I mean, I never could have imagined we'd do 52 of them and then turn it into a book and have a YouTube series. I mean, it just snowballed and became something really amazing that I didn't foresee when we started out.
0: Yeah, and it starts with that spark, with that idea, and then it grows into something something completely else, something much bigger as, as you're experiencing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I and, think having the courage to mm-hmm. step out of our comfort zones and to just try something different mm-hmm. is really important. Even if we fail, exactly. that's okay. Exactly, Because yeah. you learn and you can try again and maybe do it a little bit differently. But I think it's important for us to do that, to be courageous and just push ourselves a little bit to see, you know, what more am I capable of? What else could I conquer or accomplish?
0: One thing that I've also looked at uh, with various uh, guests here on my podcast is intuition and the importance of it. And a lot of people I've talked to is like, it's the intuition that has driven them out of that comfort zone into rewarding places, into uh, fulfilling themselves too. And how important was intuition for you in, in, in this process?
1: Super important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that my intuition I recognize as my connection with God. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like when in the mornings I do my morning uh, Bible reading and I read a little devotional that just kind of helps set me straight for the day and um, helps me lift anything I'm carrying off my shoulders, give it over to God, let Him worry about it, and I'll just do what's in front of me. Um, so that connection that i feel with him i recognize as my intuition and so in the process of faith to rise even just coming up with the ideas for each week like what the theme would be i definitely relied wholly on that so it would be after a time of um, reading and prayer that i would say okay now what are the themes that are really on my heart right now and then i jot down the themes and then i'd you know, Google scripture verses to see like what fits with this theme. And it was that intuitive feeling, that connection with my Holy Spirit that helped me decide what to put in this book and what to talk
0: about. And so would you say that is part of the centering that uh, is is part of your book too, that you feel then grounded and centered? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think when you do that is, that's exactly the feeling is being centered because you've lifted off your worries and your anxieties and your fears and you're confident that you're where you're supposed to be. And all you have to do is what's put in front of you that day or that moment so to write the devotional or to go to the radio station and record it that day I'm not going to worry about all the things that come after about what will people think will it be received will they kick me off the radio will they run me out of town will they hate it will they like it none of that crosses your mind because you're just doing that thing that day so that's where the centering I think comes from and just being confident in what God's putting in front of you.
0: Now, one of my concerns is that people are not really grounded in reality in some cases when that happens. And so, and I've I've had this experience where a a friend of mine would not study and it's like, well, I'm going to do well because God will provide me the answers. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. So I think the, the personal responsibility, accountability of taking actions, of living in reality is really important. And we've we've seen that clash with uh, with COVID, where people simply say, okay, I trust, you know, God, I'm gonna be fine. I say, like, well, trust both. Get the vaccines and have God protect you, and you're good for life, you know. And I, I think that's that's a danger where people have, have I would what what I would call blind faith that is not grounded in reality. And I I think that is a bit scary as well.
1: I mean, you raise a very, very good point. We have to do the work. God's Mm -hmm. not going to magically come and make things appear. I mean, he could miraculously provide healing and change our situations. He can do that in an instant. But this book is not magically appearing unless I sit and sit down and connect and do the work. And it's not magically appearing on the radio unless I go to the station and record it. And I mean, with COVID, what I would submit there is like, there are scientists that that is their unique gifting. God has given them the gift of understanding science, of being passionate about it. And I wholly recognize that. And I think, you know, that is not my gifting. And I trust those people who have spent their life's work researching this stuff and trying to keep us safe so that was kind of my outlook on COVID was yeah pray pray to God every day and get your vaccines and Uh, stay safe
0: yeah and it's not one or the other I mean I don't know why people think you either have to be a a scientific in in mind or spiritual. I think the two can easily combine. I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, life is so much more than being able to see things through through one way, through one lens, when we can see through two lenses and have both perspectives. Working with each other, hand in hand, and improving, and that's ex- exactly it. Yes, it's great to have faith, but it's also again you have to take your own path. And we see it with with uh, with the uh, with faith, with the destiny, where you create your destiny in many ways, uh, because uh, that's something you should develop. That's part of your own growth, and um, people are not often seeing that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's. Um like, I believe God has a plan for everybody's life. And so if we can be obedient to that, and just be his hands and feet serve the people around us that he's putting on our hearts, I think we end up down the path that he's planned for us to places we didn't imagine. So I would say, you know, creating my destiny. I mean, I've always loved writing. So I've always pursued it. Mm -hmm. And so is that me creating my destiny? Or is that me? just following the giftings that I feel like God has given me and he's just putting each opportunity in front of me. Maybe it's both, right? Mm
0: -hmm. It's it's kind of semantics here. We're
1: talking about Mm -hmm. the same thing. Um, But I definitely believe in visualizing what you want, writing it down, praying about it, asking God, saying, this is my heart. This is what I'm passionate about. Please present opportunities in front of me that I can take to further this passion And he does. He does. I mean, that's why I'm a two-time author here and, you know, on your podcast and a speaker for different women's groups. Um, God gives us these opportunities when we're up for going for it and being courageous. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So what would be a message of hope here to to finish with? One of your inspirations that you would find is probably the most hopeful one of the most hopeful messages that you can give to my uh, to my audience here
1: okay um, what
0: comes to mind my...
1: oh my goodness there's <laughs> so many yeah. but I think it's love okay. and that's the final devotional in the book mm-hmm. and it all comes down to love loving our neighbors loving our families loving those around us everything we do acting from a place of love that changes the world that breaks down walls, that softens hearts, that brings people over to you to, you know, when they want to battle or come against you, they can't when you're coming to them from a place of love. So I think that is the most important thing that we can do is just, you know, act in love every day at every opportunity that we get.
0: As the Beatles say, all you need is love. And that's definitely all you true. Need that's love. That's all you need. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much for being on Arash's World. So, Julie Fitzgerald, you're an author, freelance writer, editor, and your book is called Faith to Rise A Journey to Joy and Centering. Uh, thank you so much for being here and have a wonderful day and best of luck to you.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.
0: For sure. Take care.